whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Good morning, friends. Karen Pennington here, and today I am so excited about spring. I know I've been saying this, but today in particular, I'm excited about spring because it feels like it's here. Yesterday, we had such a beautiful day out um, preparing for the garden, which meant I was doing grunt work, which is what I'm happy with. <laughs> but just being out in the sunshine and fresh air and you know, weather where you could, you know, feel your fingers and extremities, which is a rarity in western New York. <laughs> but just the warmth and the kind of a little bit of briskness, but mostly warmth where you could feel the sun and the promise of a new season. Have you ever noticed, I think this is true at least, that each season sort of has a certain smell about it? <laughs> I can remember being out and it smells like winter. It smells like it's getting cold. I Maybe it makes no sense to some of you, but at least where I live, there are just certain smells that you associate with the season changing, or at least that I do. You know, flowers in the spring, chimneys in the fall and the winter, the falling leaves. It's just there's something about the smell. You see the signs and you feel the signs and you smell the signs that it's coming. Normally when I think of smell, I think of cooking food, but that's because... Maybe it's because I talk about this kind of stuff around breakfast. But there's a lot of things smell-wise. I'm thinking of smells today. <laughs> like aromas that let you know either that you're close to something or that something is coming. Um, let me just give you a few examples. Baking apple pie. Or better yet, baking banana bread. You know that smell of cooking from the kitchen. It's like, ah. Oh. Flowers. Lilacs are my favorite. The smell of lilacs. What does that evoke in you? Um, incense. Now that's a different kind of a one because when you have certain kind of incenses or certain kinds of uh, like aromatherapy essential oils, some people love that smell like sandalwood or cinnamon or vanilla. It's just relaxing and warming or energizing and other people go, oh, no. Oh. No, thank you. I will take my baking bread or nothing. <laughs> uh, there's any kind of candles. Then there's other potent smells like gasoline. Fresh cut grass. I like that one. That's real natural. Hmm. Gasoline. That depends on... It can be... Some people really like that smell. It can be intoxicating. It can be treacherous if you get too close for too long. Or burning wood. Or socks. Now, honestly, what did you think of? Were you thinking of the clean socks that come out of the dryer? Or the dirty socks? Let's just not go there. Let's go back to burning wood. Isn't that interesting? Because burning wood, what is that? When you hear burning wood, what do you think of? Some of you might think campfires. Steak on the fire. That's one of my favorites. But some of you may think rotting things that need to be burning trash does not smell good, by the way. 
or a house burning or destruction, forest fire. There's so many things. Burning wood can mean different things to different people based on who you are, what your context is, and what's going on in your life at the time. And I think about that, how a smell can evoke so many emotions and so many feelings, and whether they're good or bad sometimes depends on who you are and what your context is. So, and that, these are all the things that were coming to mind this morning. As usual, I was planning to talk about something different, and God just, His Word drew me in a different direction. So I'm reading 2 Corinthians. The second chapter, Paul says some curious things here. 2 Corinthians 2, 14 to 16. Thanks be to God, who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one, we're an aroma that brings death, and to the other, an aroma that brings life. So first of all, I have a lot of questions here. First of all, Paul is saying, thanks be to God that we're being led as captives in a procession of Christ. Triumphal entry. Paul is saying thank you about being a prisoner of war, a slave, someone who's been captured. What on earth? <laughs> we celebrate being captured? That's interesting. I never hit me before. We're going through the street. People aren't cheering for us. They're cheering for the victor. We're not even looking good. We're the ones who have been captured. What an interesting illustration right there. Right? I mean, don't look at me and tell me I'm great. Look at me and tell me my Lord's great. That's incredible. I'm still putting my arms around that. And remember, this is to the city of Corinth. Corinth was the third largest city in the Roman Empire. And the Corinthians were fairly well off, fairly comfortable, particularly among Christians. They didn't deal with the same kind of persecution, really, that others had, at least not at that point. And once again, just as Jesus did with the Pharisees, Paul is turning this whole thing on its head. We're talking about being victorious in Christ, and we are, and we are more than conquerors. But he's saying, rejoice not so much that you're conquering the world, but that Christ has conquered you, that you're a sign of his victory, that he's won over your sin, over your death, over your everything. And we're trophies, but we're trophies of what God has conquered in us. How amazing is that? So much in these three verses. Secondly, we're to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Okay, so I never thought of myself as a smell. And what on earth is Jesus supposed to smell like? I don't get this. <laughs> so then I looked at it just a little bit, and I, and I learned a little bit about triumphal entries. See, when we think of triumphal entries, like when we think of even Jesus' triumphal entry into the city uh, on the day, uh, what we all call Palm Sunday, getting ready to celebrate the Passover, I always saw a picture. But a triumphal entry would have been a multi-century experience. Most notably, it would have been sight, sound, smell. Sight, you'd see this king, reigning king or reigning general or somebody who was a ruler who had just won 
over like we've won new land we've won new territory we're the winner we're the stronger one we're the victor and then on top of it you wouldn't just see him you'd see this huge posse of people you'd see his other generals you'd see the victors but then you'd also see those people trailing behind here's here's who we conquered here's the spoils of war you might see uh gold whatever it's here's what we've won and we're going to celebrate for as long and as hard and as big of a line as we can everything that we've conquered so i'm among the conquered i'm a victor but i'm among conquered he brought me over to his side but on top of that sight you're going to hear a sound and the sound is going to be loud music shouts of victory just this entire i don't know if anybody's been part of a crowd i i i can't imagine it being even akin to a parade that we go to, but it's loud and it's full of excitement and you can almost feel the excitement because the sound is so loud, but that's not it. They also do these things where they would they would burn incense. So if you had somebody coming into town, now they didn't have CBS or MSNBC or Fox or CNN back then, so you wouldn't have known ahead of time necessarily that someone had won a battle. You would know because you would hear the marching of feet. You would hear the shouts of victory. You would hear these, uh, these ram's horns or whatever was playing. You'd hear the singing. You'd hear the mount marching. And it's a different kind of a march. I mean, it was a victory march. And then you would smell the incense. There was literally a smell of victory because... So before you ever maybe even saw the king, you would hear and you would smell and you know victory is here. And it would make you so proud that you were part of the conquering party. So it says in verse 16, to the one we're an aroma that brings death, to the other an aroma that brings life. So here's the other side of the coin. If you're not on the winning side, And that army marches out. You're not going to hear shouts. You're not going to smell incense. You're going to smell death. You're going to smell death. I did another quick internet search. One said that there were 30 different chemical compounds involved in death and rotting flesh. One other one said 200. So there is this cocktail of death smells. I don't know about you, but that makes me really want to be on the winning side, to be part of the winning side. It actually makes me almost want to be captivated by the winning side. And according to 2 Corinthians, I am. So again, I'm thinking of these smells. Like that burning wood. To one person, burning wood is a barbecue, fellowship, a good time. Maybe even if you're like me, hey, that's when we have our church campfires. We're going to sing to the Lord. We're going to experience God. We're going to experience each other. This is a good time. This is a time of growth and fellowship and feeding because I might even get a steak out of this or at least a good chicken. But to others, that burning of wood back then might mean that's where our body's going to go because it's so rotten we can't do anything else with it. Back then, it could have meant somebody's house is on fire. Isn't it crazy? They're saying before we even see God, sometimes we can smell him. 
and each other. Like before you even saw the king come into town, you knew it was coming. You smelled it. I want to be part of that victory. You know, I don't mind being conquered. Because being conquered means that I, as a conquered person, get to be part of the good things that are happening. I, as a conquered person, get to give honor and glory to the king who deserves it. And I have to remember, I, as a conquered person, am not the show. God is the show. And even my aroma, you know, how you get an aroma, it's not... You don't usually get an aroma of yourself. It's when you wear something. It's when you're wearing the incense. It's when you're wearing the perfume. I mean, think about it. Have you ever... I'm one of these people. I'll go up to someone and no tact. If I, I'll have to know him. It won't be a stranger and I'll be you know, a friend of mine. You just smell really good. What is that? And it's not usually... Oh, yeah, I just wake up smelling like this in the morning. It's, oh, it's my shampoo, or I'm wearing lilac. I, lilac's my favorite smell, or I was just baking all day, or in my, my husband's case, I love the smell when he's been barbecuing. Um, there are some other smells I don't like, but I like that smell when he's been barbecuing. Sometimes I wear his jacket. It has a sm smoky smell, and it reminds me of him. And When we have an aroma, it's because something that we have been with leaves a residue on us. That others go, oh, what is that? When we've been with Jesus, when we've been in the fellowship of godly people, when we've been through a trial even, where we've experienced God's peace beyond understanding, when we've sat there, there's an aroma about us. You just smell like joy. It's so weird to say. You smell like love. How do you have peace? Just like if we're sitting in a smoky room, you know that, the cigarette smell. If someone just smoky cigarettes, I don't like the smell. I have friends and I love people who smoke cigarettes, but let's just be honest, they stink. Or if you're in a room that's where they've been making perfume or baking. So really, our aroma reflects our experience. Where have we been spending time? Where have we been sitting? What smells and odors have we been soaking up? And that's a challenge to me. As a doer, sometimes not even a doer. Sometimes I just think about doing so much I'm not doing it. But like yesterday, I actually got to sit in spring. And I smelled a little bit like spring wasn't all great. I also smelled a little like hard work, which can stink, but also, yeah, I digress. But, and when I cook, I smell like the food and I, I want to, I'm still not sure I know the answer of exactly what Christ smells like, but I want to be with them enough that when people are around me, they go, what is that? Where did you get that from? Not who are you? It's not my smell. Where does that come from? And then I want to be ready to answer and share my God. Because in Christianity, the true victory comes in being conquered. And the true pride is in walking in that procession, even at the end of the line, and being able 
to not be a testimony to myself, but the testimony of the glory and the victory of my Lord and Savior. And that's the true adventure. Lord Jesus, thank you that to live for you is a multi-sensory experience. Thank you for the sights and the sounds and the smells and the feels. Just everything that we get, you just offer us every day as a gift. May we take that in, Lord. Help us to learn to take you in with all of our senses, with all of our heart, with all of our spirit, and then to be that aroma to others. May they want what we have in you. May they not want to be opposed. May they even fear the opposite because fear of you is the true fear, God, and the only good fear worth having. Lord, I want to know you more today. I want to soak you in more today, and I want to reflect you. I want to just be a canvas that reflects your sights and sounds. May be so with all of us. In your name, amen. Be truly blessed and enjoy the season and enjoy your God today.